Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this episode 408, it's yet to be titled as we're recording. Maybe as we record, I'll come up with a title. But it is Saturday morning, November 4th. So we are recording it the day before it's released for a change. Well, actually, we've been doing this more lately, haven't we? Right, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so this week we're going to talk about some sports news about the Michigan Wolverines, the Ohio State Fucknuts, uh, South Park into the Pandaverse, and the finale, the season finale of Gen V, and we're going to give just some thoughts on the season as a whole. Um, we're not going to talk about Invincible because when I thought I told Daryl that it was out, he assumed that meant watch it. <laughs> And what I should have done <laughs> is said, it's out. And then after I watched it, I should have said, holy shit, you should watch this. So, <laughs> my bad. A little miscommunication there. Yeah, you know, that's my yeah. fault. I didn't I didn't communicate well enough. So, um, yeah. Um, anyway, how you doing, buddy? Uh, it's been long, long week. I had to go into the office. You know, the... The shenanigans going on with well, although that that's that's just more of an annoyance, but just really a long week, and you mm. should know this too. The last few weeks going into the office and oh yes, going into the yeah. office. I uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't enjoy going into the office. Now I I find, and a lot of people that I talk to in the office say the same thing. We find that we're much less productive. Yeah. Because especially the way we go, it's you haven't seen a lot of people in a while or in a month or yeah, sometimes right. months or 15 and years. then you just yes. And then you just stop by to say hi. And then 30 minutes later, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Well, I guess I'll get back to work yeah, now. It's like, and wait, you, why are we talking back, about Israel? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so it's. It's it's good for some things, and again, I I think depending on what you're doing, being in the office and face to face is great. However, there are times, most many times, depending on your job, you don't really need it. Right. And there's a nice little balance. I, I mean, I can't complain in the sense I only go once a month, but still, it it, it I, I it again for a person like me, it it is a lot more exhausting. Right. Right. To right. to uh, paraphrase uh, Ebony Maw. It exhausts me. Yes, it exhausts me. So, um, yes, anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah. You ready to get to it? Let's go. All right. So, our first story is going to talk about Daryl's beloved Michigan Wolverines, who I don't really give a shit about, to be 100% honest. Like, like let's just be very clear. The bias on this comes from Daryl. Um, but... We're also going to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes, who I affectionately refer to as the Ohio State Fucknuts because I hate Ohio State. The only team I hate more than Ohio State is Notre Dame. And we've been <laughs> over it. when Ohio and when Ohio State and Notre Dame play each other, I root for the meteor to hit the stadium. Which it did not happen. I know. I was really upset. I was like, really? The game finished without like just a massive thing. Anyway. So, uh, but the reason we're talking about this is because uh, the NCAA launched a an investigation into the Michigan Wolverines for something called sign stealing. Now, sign stealing is not illegal in in, in college football. Um, but as the turntables have turned, 
as Michael Scott would say, uh, a whole new like wrinkle to this happened where it looks like the investigation was done by a third party, which was kicked off this whole thing, which has ties to Ohio State head coach Ryan Day. Now, um, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago when I was when I was rushing home to record. Um, Ryan Day has replaced replaced Urban Meyer after he went to the Jaguars and then immediately got fired. Um, but in his two seasons so far, this being his third season, he has yet to beat Michigan. Yeah. And before that, Michigan hadn't won since like 2005 or something like that. 2011. 2011. Yeah. Thank you. And they hadn't won back-to-back games since we were in college. Yes. So Correct. when Tom Brady was the quarterback at Michigan. Correct. Um, so Tom Brady and Drew Henson. Yes. Um, anyway, so it's uh, it's kind of funny to see Ohio State freaking out because it's like, wait, we're not beating Michigan on a regular basis. And I asked the question. I'm going to ask it again. What's more important to Ohio State, a national title or beating Michigan? 1,000% beating Michigan. Yeah. It's not even a dis- debate. Uh, it's They are obsessed to the point of unhealthiness. And let, uh, let me, like with the signs thing, I will do, make a caveat that mm-hmm. this is like a misdemeanor in the sense of you cannot scout an opposing team at their game if you play that team that year. So that's Which is illegal. stupid because all those now, games what, are on but, TV. But yes, high schools do this. Yeah. High schools do this. Right. So, and again. You're telling me pro teams rescind, don't do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They absolutely do. And the, the, this is the funny thing about this. that, And this is why it's hilarious that I don't care if they did it or not. This This shouldn't be a big deal. You know why? 2021, the NCAA almost rescinded the rule. I don't know why they didn't. Mm -hmm. But they, when I say they, I mean the NCAA Mm -hmm. deemed the competitive advantage of doing that as minimal. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They themselves said this has minimal competitive advantage. Right. So why is this a big deal then? Right. If you said that, and again, I don't, it doesn't matter. We don't know everything that's happening, but I'm I'm saying if they did do this based on the NCAA's own evaluation of this, right? Their own evaluation, it's minor. Yeah. So, to your going back to your, they would far rather be beat Michigan if they would say, hey, if, if you could be seven and five <laughs> versus. Uh, thirteen and zero, and, uh, thirteen and one, but right. still win the national title. But if you're seven and five, if you beat Michigan, eighty-five, ninety percent of their fans would say, "Of course, we'd yeah, we want to beat Michigan." So I don't know. Okay, because so, like, yeah. they're idiots. So, so the anyway. funny thing about this, right, is like you have people out there like Stephen A. Smith, who's like um, talking about you have to you have to get things taken care of before the end of the season. It's just. You know, you can't have this open-ended with no resolution at all and send Michigan to the college football playoffs with this stuff still unresolved. God, I can't stand him. Because he yells like that, and he's a douchebag. Yeah. Remember his boxing video where he was just like, one of his things was the dick punch? <laughs> Remember that? Because he's a little bitch, yes. and then he took it down. Like, um, 
God, I'd love to box him. I just watched that again a few weeks ago. Showed up on my Um, defeat. So, but he's like, "That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to place guilt on anybody. But you've got to at least have the investigation to come to some level of closure." Well, no, you don't. Actually, no, you don't. So, and uh, you know, he's highlighting about the fact that like letting Michigan play out the remainder of the twenty. 23 season without recourse for the alleged violations could manifest. He put, uh, he posted that teams number five and six in the college football playoff rankings would be rightfully upset if Michigan was sitting ahead of them in the rankings and in the CFP field. Well, let's be honest, probably by the end of the seasons, you're going to be talking about teams one, two, three, four, or two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah. Um, so because the Michigan I, I defense it, is fucking crazy good. Dude. They have they have eight guys on the defensive line every game, eight or nine yeah. guys that take snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, and out of I mean, those out guys of ele- eight or nine guys years, that take snaps like, out of eleven, that's pretty great. Yeah, and again, <laughs> you missed uh, my joke. <laughs> I know, I got it. This is why I said they have they have eighteen to twenty guys that are going to be drafted in the yeah. NFL this year. There you go. Um, <laughs> they have the best yeah. quarterback they've had at Michigan at least in the last 20 years since Tom Brady like and he's a like again with this you know with the way quarterbacking is now it's a little different yeah um he's better than Tom Brady was in college and again Tom Brady was great in college yeah it was uh, not saying he's going to be Tom Brady in the NFL so people don't think that because Tom Brady's the goat let's be honest we all know that but yeah but Joel Klatt had the the best probably because again he's i'm a joel clatt stan mm-hmm. him and gus johnson are the best uh announcing duo in sports right yeah. now uh so he said let it play out and all this stuff and he and uh and what where is it at he says come on look. it's somewhere <laughs> along the lines it was like how 2020 of us 2023 of us mm-hmm. to want you know to to basically have our emotions satisfied without all the facts. Oh yeah. Like, you know, there, there, there's, this is just allegations at this point, right? Like, yeah. Like I was watching the video that you sent and they were showing like a video of, uh, is it Brian stallions? Is that the guy's name for Michigan? Um, uh, Connor, Connor stallions. Yeah. Sorry. He was, uh, he was on the sideline and they're like, look, he says run, right. It's like, he's covering his mouth with his hand. You don't know what he's saying. And just because they ran right. Yeah. Like in, in Michigan, you know, like here's the thing. In Tech Mobile, if you picked the same play, like the same like up B, yeah. like that was a blitz. You didn't have any yeah. control same over that. Same thing with great football. Right. That's yeah. the same, same thing. Same thing with, with great football. Yeah. So if you – uh, Sega Master System. Yeah. But I'm just saying as a coach, if you just look at what the lineup is and you're like, okay, out of this lineup, like – because they have all these stats, right? Like you, you chart their plays when you watch them play on TV, and you're like, okay, they're in this position, this lineup. These guys are on the field. They're in this formation. They're on this yard line on this hash mark with this down in yardage. They're most likely going to run this play eighty five percent of the time. Absolutely, because teams yeah. are very predictable, generally yeah. speaking. Right. Coaches are very predictable, generally speaking, and, and because yeah. you fall back on what you know and right. what you're comfortable with. And that's why you have... So here's, but that's here's the thing. Uh, just Yes, but like mm-hmm. this is why you have coaches on the ground who are talking to the players, and coaching, and you have coaches yeah. in the booth who have all of that information on their tablet 
running the game the whole time. Yes. They're entering it in. There is software for this. Yes. I designed it, it, some so, for baseball. Absolutely. You know, like it's yeah. not for major league baseball, but for a pro team. Like I did a proof of concept and it's like, yes, this exists. That has nothing to do with science dealing. Yeah. So here he said, he says, very 2023 of us to demand some sort of action based on being really upset. Mm -hmm. And he continues, rushing into decisions to appease a mob is not leadership and has backfired in recent past if you haven't forgotten. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, and again, we've, we, we've talked about Johnny Depp. Right. We talk about this oh, whole yeah. Me Too movement. And we see this all the time, especially now with social media. Oh, yeah particularly now with social media and people see something one they're foolish because they believe everything they see on the internet internet mm. never lies of right. course so they see a report and they absolutely believe it now if it's especially if it's something someone or some team or some organization that they are diametrically opposed to mm -hmm. they believe it a thousand percent instead of like 98 percent. right instead of saying huh it's true that's you know it, they, people don't do this if true, that is messed up, or if true, that's meh. However, I have a few questions. Nobody asks questions when they see stories. They just no. believe. Right. They believe, they believe, and they consume. And this, again, this goes beyond sports, as we've said. People are basically sheep. It, it, and uh, I, I liken it to, um, I think I forgot the guy's name. He says, 2% of people think. 3% think they think. And 95% would rather die than think. <laughs> and you see truth. that so, the social media, you see all this stuff over the year, over this last 10 years, or especially the last five to six years. And that is, there, it, it, it's not, it's absolutely true. And it's right. sad. Really? But it's, it's why sometimes I have to disengage <laughs> from social media. So if people are so like, you know, up in arms about this, and it turns out that Ohio State's head coach, Ryan Day, who like may or may not have family involved with this investigation. That's actually illegal. Like, yes, that absolutely. is a thing. Like Michigan uh, will have federal. Yes. Yeah. Michigan will have recourse and it's like, okay, does he go to jail? Like, yeah, it does. Ohio, what, what, what sanctions do the fuck nuts have to look at? And since these allegations have been made, does that mean if Ohio State, because they're ranked number one in the in the um, the playoff rankings right now, does which I have no idea why. Do you uh, do you do you be like okay? Well, neither one of these teams should be in here because of all of this, or because Ohio State yeah. is a favored team and they play out of what do they play 10, 11 games now? Um, they play fourteen home games a season. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> And, and some and some people and you don't see this necessarily in in the reports but on some of the message boards people put bring up very important points a lot of this is money so mm -hmm. the big 10 has to be the big 10 has to be careful because would, would you rather one team get in the mm -hmm. playoff or possibly two teams get in the playoff in two teams having they a rematch in the national title game yes oh my gosh please please Please, please, I want that so bad. Right. And I want to, I want to have, yeah, I want to get Ryan Day fired. You want scalps, <laughs> dude? I like the bloodlust that I feel right now. Yeah, 
is more so than usual in the sense of I I want these teams they play I want them to beat them so bad they want to quit football like all these and again some of these players are you know you're innocent bystanders you're casualties of war no they're not know, they chose to choose the evil empire yes. they chose to go yeah, there and all of them were recruited by many many schools if Ohio State is looking at them yes and well it's not just Ohio State it's also Purdue the Purdue coach is bumping his gums wow. it's like yeah that like these aren't allegations you know we have facts we have video evidence right, right, you know what right. guess who Michigan plays tonight and Pardon. I, I yes Dude, score sixty on them. Dude, no, no, maybe no, no. seventy. If you like, can. like, just hang a hundred on them. Like, okay, Ryan Day, a hundred and nothing. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean, Ryan? Day? That's what Ryan Day said. He said that about Michigan, like in twenty twenty, we're gonna hang a hundred on them. No, no, no. I, like, I, like, I, I, yeah, no. I think you know. I would love to. I would love to see like coming out of this week, Michigan game being like, you know what? Uh no, it's gonna be like uh, remember the Titans. And and Harbaugh is going to be like, yeah. they don't cross the goal line, uh, the the you know the line of scrimmage again tonight, and you know the Michigan guys go out there and like literally like murder somebody. <laughs> yeah, and That's you have um, you have Ryan Gosling on the bench because he's a liability in the defensive backfield. Yeah. So fun fact before we move on. Yeah. Michigan has not allowed one team. I mean, they've allowed touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. They've allowed like four touchdowns this year. They have not allowed one team to have a goal to go situation yeah. this year. That's awesome. So anyway, that is that I've never heard yeah. that before in this far into the season. Right. Ever. So, so I guess yeah. there's I, I want signs, scouts, apparently. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Jim Harbaugh yeah, is also going to be like uh, Brad Pitt and Glorious Bastards. And he goes, I want my Buckeye scalps. <laughs> yes, I hate I me a scalps. Buckeye. I, I, I want I, you each I, owe me four uh, Buckeye scalps. <laughs> every team they play from now, I want their players in tears after being beaten right. down so bad. I, I want to see tears. I, that's how bloodthirsty I am right now. Right, 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 right. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on from your your bloodlust here because we talked about that way longer than I thought we would. Um, <laughs> Oh, speaking of bloodlust, I mean, this is kind of <laughs> South Park bloodlust. So we're going to talk about South Park joining the Pandaverse. <laughs> All right. So we'll just get it out of the way. Out of 10, make her a girl, make her gay, make it lames. What do you give this special? <laughs> uh, I give it a 7.85. All right. I went on 8.2. Now, to be fair, I am a South Park Super Stan. Um, yeah. I have loved Me South Park since we were in college. Um, you know, I had an early, like, version of the Christmas special, like, you know, with the very first, like, thing that they did before they got picked up um, because I was at a thing in Colorado in college and, you know, ended up with getting it on a disc. Um, so there's that. But, man, they went hard in the paint at Disney. They went hard in the paint. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the only thing I wish they would have done more is just, is work with the MC, worked on the MCU a little yeah. bit more. Well, but, you know, I mean, like I think here's the thing: is is Star, Star Wars, like the MCU is huge for the last what? But Star Wars is years. iconic. Star MCU Wars is, is fifty years iconic. old almost. Um, you know, in, in in like what yeah. they have done to Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Willow and you know all these other like just Lucasfilm in general, um, 
it it was it was ridiculous and uh you know I I love I love how it started with Cartman like the the clip that's been going around Cartman waking up and he's in in tear and in, he's in fear and he's telling his mom how like everybody he, everything he loves has been replaced by diverse women. <laughs> Ma'am, check 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 the closet for a Disney executive. Ma'am, check under the bed for a Disney executive. <laughs> Kathleen oh, Kennedy yes. is not under your bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, my God. It's like, like, I feel like they have a, a doll for Matt and Trey. And they're like, show us where Kathleen Kennedy touched you. <laughs> show us show us where the mean lady hurt you. Um, so, so this is only half of the story. Because the other half of the story is a direct, direct criticism of modern men. Which is fully, 100%. fully, fully on point. I was not expecting that part, dude. The, the the when he when he's like, "All right, kids, I'm going to teach you how to fix the door," and he goes and he shows Stan and um, is it Wendy? I forget. I always forget his sister's name. Um, and he's like, "This is the door. Look, it's broken on the hinge. What you need to do here is you need to hold it back up and put a new screw in, and you know, make sure that it's tightened and, and it, it closes right. And you do that." By calling the handyman. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> That's not how you do that. What is happening here? I know. I, um, I have one of those. Wait, what? And then it turns into this whole rich versus the poor. All the college educated people are complaining about being poor. While the handymans in the neighborhood, handyman, whatever, in South Park, have an escalating Bezos- musk-esque space race to the point where they each have their own like starships <laughs> and i'm just like laughing the whole time um and then they find out about the pander stone which is what kathleen kennedy has been using um but let's not forget there's a different version of kathleen kennedy in every dimension one of them is cartman Yes. Which is maybe <laughs> my favorite version of Cartman yet. This, I mean, I just find that, yeah. and again, we I knew it was the whole Pandaverse thing. Yeah. But getting real quick, going back to what we saw with the, the, the valuation of men in mm -hmm. modern society. Yes. That was gold. That was absolutely well, gold. It's because these men let themselves do that, right? Like, okay, uh, like my neighbor. <laughs> He's a nice kid, right? Um, but his uh, the towel rack came out. I was like, oh, I have some some anchors you can put in, and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't have a hammer. <laughs> what? And I was like, all right, well, you're gonna have to figure this one out on your own, buddy. <laughs> Because, like, I'm not your dad. Anyway. So, yeah. And, and, like, this is kind of what it is. Now, here's the thing. Have I always been able to fix stuff? Absolutely fucking not. Did I, like, rely on, like, my father-in-law for things? Yes. But I learned. Like, because of him, I learned how to do stuff. And now, like, things break around the house. I can fix most things, you know? Um, 
it's it's maybe because in ho- it was Halloween or yeah. October to Halloween's over. But we watched the Conjuring Universe movies. Okay. And I and you know Patrick Wilson plays uh, Ed Warren, mm-hmm. and 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 you look at the first two movies and what he does. Oh, he's fixing a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's playing a freaking guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's like fixing a flooded basement because he's a plumber and mm-hmm. he's doing this he's doing that oh yeah he's you know demonologist on the side or whatever but right. i just thought it was pretty funny and it was just an I, because again i'm the same way there's a lot of stuff i can fix but like you know by trial and error or yeah. because i've done it before i figured out there's how to a snake a drink stuff i don't know you know things like yeah. that like i yeah, went and bought the tool yeah, that you you use to snake yes. a drain and i figured out how to use it and then i had yeah, a whole that a horrible smell in my hands for like a week <laughs> Yeah, and there's a ton of stuff I yeah. don't know either. Right. And some of the stuff I say, I say, I wish I really would have figured that out years ago. Like cars, I don't understand thing, cars at all. Yes, like that's, you know, that's the one I so. talk about a lot. Like cars, but, but what, the thing is, yeah. what? No, no, what I'm just getting say? back to to this. Like you know, um, you know, they they recreate the Pandaverse portal that like kind of pulled different Cartmans to different places and Kathleen Kennedy to different places and everything. Um. And it's just really funny because then they use, of course, Disney uses, uh, Bob Iger uses Randy to like use the Panderstone to go in and like kind of put the right Kathleen Kennedys where they need to be and everything like that. Um, And watching Randy change and everything. And then when Randy comes back, he's like, I've solved our problem. And he brings handymen from all over the Panderverse back, not learning any lessons. That is yes. the brilliance of joining the Pandaverse. Not the Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars stuff. The just indictment on modern men. We are both college age. We are both college graduates. Um, I have a master's. Do you, I don't know. If, do you have a master's? I don't remember if you no. went back. No. no so no. I went back and got my master's. Like, but I am not by any means helpless when it comes to this stuff. Like, I, you know, I mean, we both have guns. I know how to. I can strip clean and put my gun back together in, in like just a few minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I am again, by no means helpless um, when it comes to that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, it's like, what are you teaching your boys? You're teaching them like to just like rely on somebody else. Yeah. And, and that's the, that, yeah, that is the entire just- message of this show. And it's not it's not yes. really the Star Wars stuff. No, it's not. And I didn't realize that again until about halfway through and they continually go back, went back there and then just thinking. And again, going back to what I said about the people don't think and actually sitting back and thinking, uh, how many times have we said this or seen stuff on the news about people not being able to defend themselves yeah. physically, not just oh, not yeah. being able to fix stuff. But not knowing and not understanding reality, right? And they think reality is a, a TV show or a movie they see, right? And you can talk people down and this, that, and the other. This is a major indictment on where we are with modern society. I will liken it to, and I, I don't know the exact quote, but just to paraphrase what Jordan Peterson says when he says, "A good man is a dangerous man." Mm-hmm. Because you can't really be good if you can't if you're not dangerous. Right. Because you're not holding anything back. You're not have you're not disciplining yourself from acting on your baser 
yeah. angers or whatever you may call it. And we don't, we don't, we have a, a, a shortage of that. And right. so a lot of what South Park was talking about is, you know, I know, know people talk about the feminization of men and all this stuff, but it's also, you can blame society, you can blame this, that, and the other, but ultimately the only person that can change things, it's not a president, it's not a politician, as far as in your life, yes, things have things that you have no control over can affect your life, but ultimately you are in charge of your life. So what you're basically saying is playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your life, but I don't want your life. That is correct. Okay. Oh, I want to watch that movie again. Dude, you know yeah, I can I mean, turn I've, anything into, like, back to Varsity Blues. It's my superpower. I, I, I wonder how many times, you know, in the last year of our podcast, that has been referenced in some way, shape, or form. Varsity Blues or that quote? Yes. Varsity Blues, just um, in general. Like, probably, like, 150. <laughs> like, and that's, I mean, like, dude, that's, that's a just a fraction of, like, just my normal everyday like interactions. Oh yeah, we're not so, even counting the stuff. Yeah. I mean, fuck Bud Kilmer. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, yeah. So if you haven't watched the Pandaverse, you have to watch it. It is so fucking funny. It is. Yeah. It is just South Park at its finest. Um, South Park just continues to get better because it is so topical. Um, and oh. Uh, the fact that Cartman was a black woman and they kept calling her fat, which was hilarious because she wasn't fat. Um, no, right. So, uh, Kenny was an Asian girl who was definitely into some girl's knocker, Tammy, whatever's knockers. Um, Stan was uh, a Latina girl. And then Kyle, which was the most offensive was, um, an Indian, like a Hindu Indian girl. <laughs> Which was just like, oh my god, this is so funny. I just couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just the entire time. Um, I'm so happy, like they that CBS and Paramount does this, and I'm also so happy that you have the commercial free version of Paramount Plus to share with me. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to Gen V. Um, season one, season finale. Um, the episode was called Guardians of Godolkin. Uh, since we haven't done this in a while, it was written by Santa Harmy and directed by Brent Eggleston. Uh, yeah. So just real, let's, let's just knock it out real quick. Um, episode eight out of five blood knives are cools. What do you give this episode? I give it, give 4.25 out of five. Nice. I went 4.7 out of five. Yeah, it, I am. I am a huge I mean, fan of this show. I have to say this. This, and I believe I've said it before, but this show surprised me. I, I uh, yeah. I oh yeah, it was going to be entertaining. I did not think it was going to be as good as it has. Well, been. there was all the whole. There was the whole like, oh, it's woke before it even came out. They're like, it's woke, it's woke, and yeah, you know what? It's a little woke, but like. For good reason, and like I'm sorry, but like Kripke, he does satire well. He might be a woke retard himself, but like he is able 
to to skewer both sides, just like Matt and Trey do with South yes. Park. And that's and the important again, thing about both of these series. 100%. Like you said, skewer both sides. Yep. Because I, I, if you're, I don't mind making fun of, if you're making fun of something and you're making fun of two different issues or mm-hmm. two different sides of something, I have no problem with you. Right. And like I said, Kripke is the guy who. He's so creative. He's un- so absolutely Unhinged creative. grants. Yeah. However. And this is where we differ from the other side of the aisle. I will 100% give credit to somebody who is good at what they do. I don't care if I I disagree with their politics. I don't care if I think they're a raging lunatic or whatever. If they are good at something, I will say, damn, that person's good at this. He absolutely knows how to create a story, how to write stories. And like you said, his, his grip, grasp on satire, because again, this is not just for Gen V, you look back at the boys, especially yeah. season three, mm-hmm. and some. And what no, no, it? you look at the boys season like the, two, the way he handled yeah. that, like, yeah, fascist versus whatever. And it's funny because people are like, oh, Homelander is Trump, and it's like, no, the the no, Stormfront was his version of Trump. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what he was. That's what he thinks Donald Trump is, and like you know, it's not Homelander, it's Stormfront, and. uh you know, because Donald Trump understands how to get loved by the people who love him, who will, as they say, crawl across uh, broken glass to vote for him. Yeah. Which I don't think there should be anyone you would crawl across broken glass to vote for ever. No. You should be Absolutely. critical and cynical of anyone who wants to be a politician or a leader. So. One hundred percent. Unless that person comes out and is cynical and distrusting, is like, look, I'm doing this because like I'm here to not make myself wealthy. I'm here to yeah. actually or try I, and help oh. something. So yeah. Or so basically, this, this is, is this is the start of it. my this is the start of my campaign to run for the <laughs> House of Representatives in Ohio District One. Um, I'm going to be in graphene manufacturing to Warren County. <laughs> so anyway i'm kidding (laughs) um but uh but yeah it was uh i don't know man this was a good like this was a great finale um i loved how they tied the boys into this finale so well absolutely it was uh it was not it was not a small thing i mean there were so many of the uh like kind of cast for not so many, so many, but like the important people from the boys were showing up in this episode. And, you know, um, like we said, out of holy shit, is that, oh, wait, no, never mind. Um, we'll, we'll save that one for, for the out of 10 for that in a second. But, uh, yeah. you know, seeing Homelander show up, because I was waiting, and when he showed up, I was like, finally. <laughs> yeah. So I. And I, and again, the it, it was just I we talked about it last week, how there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. in the Gen V story these last few weeks, as if you t- think about Magneto and his you know crusade oh, against yeah. humanity, you know some of the things humanity it, you know rightfully angrily at humanity for how they treated mutants, mm-hmm. and this is the same way from Godolkin and the you know how. Kate is that yeah. this leader that's pressing that you have been like these Kate is professor that X. were trapped. Yeah. Well, no, no, no Kate, Kate is Kate is professor X in this. 
I will agree to a point, but she's also Magneto because she sure. is absolute. Because she's the one that said, says, "Hey, these people, we're better than them, these people." So Charles felt that and, too. So Charles always felt that they were better, but that they had to protect humans, right? Yeah. But like, she is Professor X. If he does not have Magneto as his counterbalance, that's an and that's an interesting point. So uh, well, she, I, I'll just say sorry. from what. Yeah, I'll let you finish. Sorry, um, I will just say this from what we got. What what we got because again, when, when you're saying that Professor X, that actually kind of, especially when you talk about her power set as mm -hmm. well, which we're getting more of. But I, I'm talking about from what we have in the comics. Right. I mean, that's actually a good point. She she has a Professor X in her, but the action she's taken is more Magneto ish, which sure. I, I think it. But the, the you know getting back to the point of. They have a point in the sense of these kids were tortured mm -hmm. for, and again, that doesn't mean every human did that, but the anger they have is absolutely understandable. Yeah. Okay. Not necessarily their actions. I'm, I just thought of something. Happy, but... I'm going to make a an amendment. Yeah. She's not Professor X. She's Cassandra Nova. Cassandra Nova. Professor S's evil sister. Oh, that's interesting. So that, yes, she is. Yeah, she's Zorn. Or well, Zorn was not. Zorn was Zorn. But anyway, um, she is Cassandra Nova. So, which is essentially the female version of Professor X that's unhinged. And again, does not, because Magneto would pull Charles back from the edge when he would get ready to cross it every time for the last 70 years. It was, it was you know, Eric, who was doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I think Kate would make it like, she makes a very interesting villain. Yeah. Even she, though she she's not, does. but like, you know, I mean, they're like, I kind of want to get Brad to make us a shirt with a, a picture of her with the eye, with her eyes all red from pushing too much saying Kate made valid points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I what, I, I like that scene where she has with Sam too, mm -hmm. where Sam is starting to feel a little bit guilty about what some of the stuff that they're doing. And he asks, and she says, do you want me to help you? Right. And she asks him three times. Mm -hmm. And he finally says, yeah. yes. Yeah. She's like, don't feel anything. And then he punches through a lot of people. So um, the acid hands guy was interesting. Uh, I liked I liked his like when he walked up and he's like, "Are you a soup?" And she goes, "No, I'm the adjunct professor of marketing." And he just melts her face. It's like, holy yeah. crap, that was awesome. Um, but uh, okay, so Ashley Barrett is in this episode. Um, they're trying to like figure out what's going on, and they're like, "Well, we're just gonna send someone straight to the seven right now." And you know, they're they're talking about Dre, Andre, and you know, Andre's with his dad who finds out like, you know, the, the original polarity, he can't use his powers anymore because it creates micro tears in his heart and and you know, and you know, creating these aneurysms inside his body and, and, and things like that. And uh it's uh or not aneurysms, that's not the right word. Uh what did they call it? I forget. So basically, but yeah, it's like basically making micro tears yeah. like in, in inside of him. And uh, so yeah. and obviously Andre's having the same issue because we see it 
and he lied because we've seen him like have these same uh, things with right. like the numb, like the shaking in his ring finger. Which like when they said that, you're like, wait, he does that? Like he did like that? Like he does get dizzy? Um, <laughs> but it was it was really cool. And then I love the way polarity handled that and he's like there's two numbers in my phone that you need get my phone there's two numbers you need to call so and so about this and then you need to call so and so about the costume it needs to be resized and and andre's like well hold on like no uh and he's like no 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 it's for you which i thought was like a really interesting turn yeah it i yeah it looked like that he it's not that he is giving up, but he he knows it. He understands it's time yeah. to pass the torch, and Andre he he believes he's ready, yeah. and he also uh, there's no doubt he believes he's better. Andre is better than he is yes. in the sense of a better person. Yes, and so. that's what you need. That's what they need right now. And he admitted to knowing everything about the woods and all that stuff. Right. It was it was it was a great scene, and then you know Andre like you know then they saw the stuff that was going on, on campus. He's like go, you know. Um. Anyway, yeah. So it's resulting in brain damage. So yeah, it is creating little aneurysms in his brain. Um. So. So the the Marie Jordan Emma stuff. Um. I found really really good. Jordan has turned out to be a really cool character. And yes. watching Jordan use their powers, going back and forth from the the female version who has like essentially the sonic blasts from from her hands and the male version who is invulnerable with super strength um yeah he's the tank yeah watching them go back watching jordan just seamlessly go back and forth between you know which power set they need at a given time and the fact that it's in an instant i find really really cool yeah again the definition of woke for me is not just the fact that you have a female character or a, it's they have they are basically cookie cutter with no mm-hmm. depth right this is not that right in the sense of these characters at least right yes there are some wokish type things however and this is important we always talk about just give us good characters and good stories these characters are good characters because they have depth they have positives they have negatives yeah. they have you know their faults they're, they're not just Again, I love Daisy Ridley, but they're not Ray with yeah. who, who has no perceivable fault. She's perfect. She's all the bestest ever. Yeah, all of these. <laughs> yes, all of these characters have fault, and that's yeah. I said that early on with Marie when she takes credit, knowing that mm-hmm. she shouldn't, she doesn't deserve right credit for stopping Golden Boy, and then that she is, goes back on powerful. herself, trying to like say the right thing all the time, and she just never does. Yes, um, right. But yeah, um, I think Emma finding out when she gets sad, she shrinks was Which, a really huge uh, thing. Yes, and so, so like, that's her thing, right? Her power isn't it's, like it's she has to throw up to, to shrink. Yes. It's just she, she feels small. So she gets small. And yeah. like when she feels big, maybe she'll get big. You know, like that was, that's a great. It was full of Rebecca. Right. From Ted Lasso. Yeah. So, you know. Just the the whole. I, I thought that was. A, <laughs> I I thought that was a very very cool twist in her character. I, I thought it was a pretty powerful that. scene, to be hundred percent honest. To see her, yes. To see Sam, it's what Sam said to her, made her feel so small, and then to see yes. her 
small with her clothes draped around her standing in her shoes. Like that was super right. powerful. And, and it was heartbreaking for a character who really yeah. was the most superficial out of any of the characters, like of the main cast. Right. And has right. again, gone through a tremendous growth arc to have some depth. Absolutely. And so. now it makes me, because again, I knew liked her and I thought she was cool, but again, she was one of those characters that, you know, it was cool to see her, but there wasn't that depth. And mm-hmm. now when we head into the next part of this story, next season, yeah. I am fascinated to see how she develops. Now that she, like, does she understand why she did that or yeah. what happened? That's the thing. Does she understand that yet? Or is she going to, is this season two or part of season two going to be her understanding I control. It's not what I eat. It's not what I mm-hmm. throw up. It's how I feel about myself. So I can control all of this and talk about. And again, this this goes to the point of going back with Andre, knowing that when he uses his powers, he's slowly killing himself. Yes. Or that I always find that fascinating well, with heroes. It's the power with a price, right? Like that's what yes. made so yes. in the comic, that's what made the Jane Foster Thor at first really interesting because every time right. she went and became Thor, it was um you know, it, it it purged all of the chemo drugs out of her system and was slowly killing her faster. <laughs> if that makes like any sense, right? Um because she was not dying fast from from the cancer. She was slowly dying. But it was like speeding up that process. And she still did it because she was very heroic um, in the comic. Now, in Thor Dumb and Blunder, that's a different story. She Please. Was, the the, the yeah. less said about that movie, the better. Yeah. better. Anyway. But you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah, your point. So, yes. yeah, it's just one of those things that I think, uh, you know, the, the more... The more we get like with these with this crew, the better off it'll be, you know. And and like I'm excited for season two. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, but we haven't even talked about Marie yet. Yes, I and... yes. So I just real quick, I think Marie is a hundred percent my favorite character of the show, and she's supposed to be. Um, you know, I I she was never a Mary Sue. You know, because we we, no. we got to see her working at her powers. And the fact that she does not fully understand her powers until she talked to uh, to Victoria last episode. And, yeah. and the things that she was able to understand that she could do was, was pretty cool. Um, when Kate is reaching for Jordan to, you know, brainwash her and she blows Jordan's hand up was crazy or uh kate's hand oh sorry kate yeah sorry you know what i meant um she was reaching for jordan and she blows kate's hand up um that was such a cool scene and you know it was like it partially like before when she she did that kind of stuff like when she blew up rufus's cock um that was just pure instinct this time it was intentional and you know she had she, she had a great amount of control um so yeah, I, I just I, I want to see I want to see her grow more. Um, when she was stopping, um, was it Acid Hands from from getting into the helicopter, 
and she took. I don't the, know who that guy. It was. Yeah. Oh no, it was yeah. like someone else. But yeah, but she took the blood from like all those dead soups around her, and you know threw blood knives at him. Right. And it was great too because like they were they were able to um you know hit him, but then just splat against the helicopter. Right. Right. It was like it's like okay like. In the boys, what would have happened is one of them would have done something like that, but it would have killed everyone in the helicopter. Right. And here, she had control where she was able to hit her target, and then the ones that were obviously going to miss were just inert and, and exploded on impact or, or you know collapsed yeah. on impact. Yeah, watching her get develop her powers and, and from a, the opposite side, Kate continually developing hers – that's the thing with season two. You have these characters who mm-hmm. were learning or more about learning their powers, especially these last two episodes and knowing they're, they're, they're not close to their full potential yet. Right. And that, that offers so much good storytelling and from a character development, character arc standpoint, as well as how this will fit into the wider story. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway. So they're protecting everyone. They're protecting humans. They're protecting, you know, all these different people. And then the the episode ends with Homelander coming down, and you think, oh, he's going to put a stop to this. And like, but knowing who Homelander is, you know, he walks up to Marie and he says, "Oh, you like attacking your own kind," and then lights her up. Yeah. And you but know, knowing, like a champ. but she can heal because she's got the healing ability. Yeah. Oh um, no, I, I just yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but so, but then we end with with Marie, Jordan, Emma, and Andre in a sealed room. I like how the this is a sealed hospital room. It's like no, they're in a they are in a Magneto style plastic bunker buried deep below the earth. A hundred percent, yes. So, uh, you know, and. And they're like, what's happening? And then we get the news that the new guardians of Godolkin are Sam and Kate. Right. So I'm excited to see them put a prosthetic like robot hand on Kate, like Luke Skywalker style. I was, yes, I was going to say, so, that's going to be cool to see what they do with her. But, um, you know, they'll put a hand on there that's like an animatronic hand and then it'll just have a glove, you know, so they don't have to worry about CGI. Right. Um, but her and, 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 or he, she and Sam are the new uh, the new guardians, and I forget what they called the 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 other three or the other four, but um, it was fun. And there's an end credit scene or mid credit scene, I guess. If you didn't watch all the way through the credits, uh, Billy Butcher shows up in the ruins of where yes. the woods were below Godolkin, which was a cool scene because he's like, "Oh bollocks me!" <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling what he's gonna get. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, all right. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, I don't know if it's down there because Victoria has it. Well, I mean, you still have the body. Of oh, the, the body. You're right. I forgot the body is down there. So, yep, 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 yeah. yep. So, they'll because Mallory knows about it. That's right. All right. Um, right. So, you know, out of 10, holy shit, is that Homelanders for season one? What do you rate the show? A strong eight out of ten. Nice. I went eight point two five. I love this. I'm actually going to rewatch it probably. This I was going to say 
Like I'll probably rewatch it in the next few weeks. So I'm a, I was just like, other than that one, like uh, the one hiccup episode, number five, um, which number five wasn't even bad. It was just kind of like a resetting the pieces on the board to, to go into six, seven and eight. Like there, there, this, this is how you do an eight episode season. It was tight. There was very little filler, almost none at all, to be a hundred percent honest. You, you mean it wasn't like Ahsoka? I mean, Ahsoka was seven and a half episodes of filler with zero killer. And this was all killer, yes. no filler. Um, like, yeah, this was, this was like, even if this was just a one season thing and it ends the way it ends, it is a contained story. Yeah, I, I was a, little, I was a little bit, I won't say frustrated at the way it ended with that cliffhanger, but I would have been more frustrated, I think, if I didn't know if it was coming back well, for a season. Here's the thing, though, is it I ends really, with a cliffhanger as being a part of a larger universe, right? So all these characters say, could yeah. show up on the boys, like you know, Billy could find the four of them and recruit them, like they like with so like Star America from yeah. the raft, right? Yeah. So. I I think you know I this is a hundred percent a self-contained story. Like even without without the butcher bit at the end, even it's a self-contained story. You it could have been a finale and it's fine. Like these these kids ended up, you know, in the woods. Like that's their fate. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. So Yeah. But I'm very glad it's getting a season two Same. just because it, it this was again, this is what you do. You tell good stories and you have captivating characters with emotional and understandable story arts. This is how you do writing. Uh, Disney, pay attention. This is how you do it. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. That's This is exactly how you do this. Yes, sir. So, All right. Well, on that note, this has been episode 408, Pandering into the Pandaverse Panderers. Um <laughs> I told you I'd come up with something during the episode. So if you listened all the way through, you uh you got that. Uh anyway, thank you all for listening. Um Daryl, I hope your Wolverines beat Perdon't beat the crap out of Perdon't today. Um maybe they can hang a hundred on him. That'd be kind of cool to see. Tears. Just yeah. Blood and tears. What's That's what I want? What's uh, you know, uh you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna ask Jim Harbaugh today. He's like, well, what what can the Perdon't Boilermakers expect, and he can just look at the camera and go, in a word, pain. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, all righty. On that note, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week where we will be talking about Invincible episodes one and two. Um, yeah. And something else. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Gen V was fun. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's it's really yeah, absolutely. Really, and if you don't like it, yeah. like one, there's no problem with not liking the show. But if you don't like it, please like reach out to me and let me know why. And maybe we can record something and have you come on and give us the uh, the counterpoint. So yeah. that would be fun. Alrighty then, we will talk to you all next week. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, 
our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.